Welcome to the GP Chamber Chats with the Gross Point Chamber of Commerce. On today's episode, we had the privilege of speaking with Mill Hurley from a Southern Gardener. Located in Gross Point Park, a Southern Gardener services the gardens of the points using natural and organic processes. The goal of a Southern Gardener is to provide clients with more than just a garden, but a lifestyle, one in which the nature of the yard beckons the indoors out to inspire, entertain, and enlighten. Let's dive in and learn more. All right. Well, welcome, Mill Hurley. It is so nice to have you here on the GP Chamber Chats. Um, Thank you. Let's start. Tell us about yourself and the history behind A Southern Gardener. Well, I'm an all-female company. I started out in 1994. So happy birthday, 27 years this year. Very nice. And I started out um, being a mom who wanted to work in the area while my girls, I have two daughters who were in school at the time. And um, I have grown up on a farm in Northeastern North Carolina, a cotton and peanut farm. So I have the the green thumb in my blood. And so I wanted to do something that I love and that's gardening. My girls were at Mayer and Pierce and so, I put an ad in the Gross Point News, Gardener for Hire, and got my first client and um, started out small and loved my work. I went and got my Master Gardener certificate and even my Advanced Master Gardener certificate because I felt like I needed more than just the love of gardening to start this business. But that Mm -hmm. training of being a Master Gardener was a great foundation if you don't go to school to get your horticulture degree or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and through the years, um, a Southern gardener has grown and it's all because of these fabulous women who work with me as well as having fabulous clients. <laughs> that and helps. It does help. And, and I have um, modeled my business on uh, trying to help other women in the area who would love the, the balance of having some work to do Monday through Friday from nine to three while the kids are in school. And yet we can garden and get a lot done in six hours time. And we work just in the gross points because we live in a fabulous community. So Mm -hmm. we don't need to go anywhere else to get the work done. And so um, I've, I've, like I said, been doing this 27 years and it works well. The model works well. You can't be successful without the the people who support you. And these women are great women who work with me and we have a lot of fun too. Yeah. I want to dive into that, but before we do, so maybe explain to people who aren't familiar with what, what do you then do for your clients? What services do you offer? Well, I, um, I offer garden design. Mm -hmm. Then we also can install the gardens And then we also maintain gardens. And then another little side benefit that I enjoy is garden consultations. Sometimes people want an expert to come in and identify a plant or help them figure out how to prune something or maybe even a quick sketch for some garden design. So I do do garden consultations as well. But when I say garden design, I am talking about Um, front and backyard, side yards, trees, shrubs, perennials, annuals. We don't do lawns. 
We don't okay. cut grass. Um, I, I don't install hardscapes, but I've designed many gardens that um, might have a deck or might have a patio in it or a water feature, but we don't install that part of a garden design, but we do plant trees, shrubs, perennials, and annuals, and we're mighty good at it. I always say what we might not have here, we have here. <laughs> Very nice. Well, so, okay. So let's then circle back. So you said your team has grown. It's not just you anymore. So maybe talk to us a little bit about um, some of these amazing, talented women that you have here on your team. Um, we are up to sometimes 10 or 12 women for the season. A lot, every year can be a little bit different, but for the last couple of years, we've had that many women um, on the team and we have three usually three or four crews running with two or three women on a crew a lot of our work is garden maintenance again we don't cut grass but we go into the clients homes and we weed the beds we do the appropriate pruning that's needed if we've got annuals to plant we do that a lot of times things need to be transplanted, shifted around. We can do that as well. So the, the ladies have been trained by me. We are a company who first priority is taking care of the earth. So our, our practices are to, we don't use chemicals. If we need to um, enrich the beds, it's all about using compost. It's all about, um, using mulch in beds if that's something that the client also agrees with because I believe and I've trained all of my ladies that we believe in the foundation of a healthy garden is the soil mm -hmm. s-o-i-l yeah. soil <laughs> and if you have healthy soil you can grow anything. So we want that to be our priority. And we love to educate our clients, whether they're using us or they're doing it themselves. It's important that we all are on the same page about ways to take care of the garden and make it happy and healthy. And then you love being out there in the garden. Yeah. Well, that leads me to my next question with now, you know, we did have that little bit of cold snow yesterday but now it's getting that was our last hopefully our last little bit and now we're going to kick into spring and I know you have you know you just you had told me too in our talking that you're about to get busy right um you've got clients that you're going to start getting their gardens ready or maintaining and whatnot and, and you had just given us a great tip which is making sure you have healthy soil as your base really to start but can you give some tips for some people, one or two, about what people should be doing now, right, in the very cusp of spring um, to get their gardens ready? Yes, there are three things that I think are very important when you're starting out in the spring that help you for the whole season for us in Michigan. The first rule and the first tip when you're working in the gardens in the spring is don't work in the garden beds if they are wet. When you go into the beds and the soil is wet, you are compressing the soil. You're, you're making it like cement. And when you make it like cement, you can't dig in it. And imagine the roots of a plant trying to grow in cement. Right. So first of all, don't get in the beds until the beds are dry. Well, how do you know if they're dry? Take a shovel or something and dig down into your soil. And if the six or eight inches that you've dug down into is loose, and not sopping wet, then okay, it's, it's fine to work in the beds. Second of all, weed your beds. 
That's one of the things most people don't want to do. They hate <laughs> to weed. But if you weed your gardens in the spring and really try and attack those weeds, a lot of times you have less weeding to do later in the season. So you're doing yourself a favor. It's cooler. Mm -hmm. You're happy to be out in the garden. So do that hard work first to help cut back later. And then third is a trick that makes the gardens look oh so nice is if you do not have man-made edging, if you do not have the black plastic or the aluminum edging or brick edging, and you would have the natural edging, if you clean your bed lines up every spring first thing, they look so nice. <laughs> so cut your bed line, get a nice crisp edge. And the reason you do that is when you put um, about a four inch deep and a four inch wide trench or ditch between mm -hmm. the garden bed and then the lawn, you are helping create this this air barrier that keeps the grass from moving over into the garden bed. And, it, and if you have ground cover in the garden bed, it keeps them from moving into the grassy area. So to cut about a four by four inch trench every spring makes it look neat and tidy, helps you keep the plant material where it's supposed to be. And um, it, you'll love the way that looks. And, and that's a chore that you have to do at least every year. Yeah. Those are perfect tips though, because, you know, it's the basics, right? We got to start with these basics, get them down first before we can create the masterpiece, right? That's right. That's right. So tell us about some memorable customer, you know, client experiences. You said you have some of the best clients, you know, what are some that stand out to you overall this, you know, since 1994, six, whatever you're saying. Yeah. 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 Uh, like what are some memorable moments you've had here in gross point with your, with your business? Um, it's a wonderful challenge sometimes with um, what people need in their gardens or, or who they live with in their gardens. And one of the challenges that's been fun to deal with off and on for all these many years is people who have dogs yeah. in their garden. <laughs> Which and this community pets, has dogs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And their pets are their four-legged children. Mm -hmm. And we love our dogs. But dogs are naturally going to want to run the perimeter of your garden, your property. That is their nature. Whether they're mm -hmm. little bitty puppies, little bitty dogs, or the great big Great Danes, they <laughs> love running around the perimeter of the property. Mm -hmm. So how in the world can you have a lovely garden when you've got a dog or dogs? The trick and the key is, is that you plant, whether it's shrubs, trees, perennials, at least four feet away from the fence line, mm -hmm. whether it's a fence or just the property edge, if you will learn to move any plant material four feet away from that edge, that gives the dogs the room to run along the fence line to do what they are going to do. That leaves you room if it's going to be shrubs or whatever, perennials, to screen their path because that's also going to be a well-worn path. Mm -hmm. And you put your plant material four feet away and have a lovely garden and they get what they want to need and you get what you want to need. And I've used that theory and done that practice for years and it works and it keeps everybody happy is to give the dogs what they want and give the homeowners what they want. So that has been one, um, one, one garden trick that I like to share with others when especially you've got dogs or you're thinking about getting a dog. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good uh, notion too of like, 
I guess we don't think about it instinctively. That's where they're going to go. But also, yeah, you can hide that path a little bit with depending on what you plant. So very smart. Yeah. Another thing, another little tip I like to remind people about, and this is not my saying, but it's something you read. If you read a lot and hear a lot of people talk about gardening is right plant for right spot. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of us in Gross Point, we have clay soil. So our soil does not drain well. The best way to remedy that is that you allow leaf litter, plant litter to break down into the garden beds. If you can, you also apply mulch. And I'm not talking uh, mulch of that doesn't disintegrate like rocks or mulch that's rubber. I'm talking about mulch that came from trees or other plant material. If you can allow mother nature to put her ingredients in that hard pan clay in time, you will have that clay soil loosen up. And when the clay soil is loose, the plants will be healthy and you will be able to have a lovely garden. And not only do you have to think about clay soil and the challenges of that, but the other uh, problem that a lot of us have in Gross Point is we have wet soil. A lot of us have in, in the spring, we'll have lakes in the backyard when we've had big rains and that water will not drain. Yeah. And, and a trick is then plant plants that like wet conditions. There are lots of them out there and a great resource for everybody is our wonderful Michigan State University, which deals with plants and horticulture. That's what they train us at Michigan State for. Mm -hmm. So if you go on to MSU website and look up wet plants for sun or shade, that's important to know what you've got, you'll find plant material that you could put in that condition and then that plant would be happy and you would be happy that's excellent perfect that's another good tip so you've been a part of this gross point community a long time but what what do you love about it the most especially as a small business owner um you know a lot of your clients become your friends Mm -hmm. and that's a wonderful um a wonderful way to live life um Of course, we live in a beautiful spot right on Lake St. Clair. I love that too. Love, you know, walking around town, riding bicycles. We have a sailboat, so we go out on Lake St. Clair. All of the physicalness of Gross Point and Mm -hmm. and Metro Detroit. I love, my husband Matt and I enjoy exploring around Metro Detroit. Um, I think I've lived here for over 40 years now, raised both my daughters here. I I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Even though I grew up in North Carolina and I still have all my family down there and I spend a lot of time still down in North Carolina, I say I am blessed that I've got two places I love and live, North Carolina and Gross Point. So uh, I'm excited about being old enough now that I'm welcoming in the young families who are coming into Gross Point and trying to help them be successful with their gardening. And I'm excited to see the the little ones. I have a grandson, so seeing the little (laughs) ones come along. And I just think it's one of the best places to live. And I'm a testimony because I've been here over 40 years. That yeah. great place to raise your family and then be a senior and still live in Gross Point. That's excellent. All right, Mel. So if people are, you know, they've gotten great tips. I hope everyone took some notes on this podcast, but how can people learn more about you and a Southern gardener? Where should they look? 
Well, I have a website. I always need to be refreshing in that website more, but there you can go and see pictures and some of our before and afters. But the website is my name. It's all one word, asoutherngardener.com. And you know, gardener is spelled two ways. Yeah. So a Southern Gardener is G-A-R-D-E-N-E-R.com. Perfect. And and I, you know, I'm right here in Gross Point. So my my phone number, my landline's 313-881-2223. I've had that phone number for over 40 years. <laughs> So people can get me that way. I'm on Facebook, A Southern Gardener, and I'm on Instagram as well, A Southern Gardener Inc. <clears throat> on Instagram. So either way, be in touch. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Mel. It was a pleasure having you. And um, I'm ex- we're excited to drive around and see your creations over the next few months. Thank you. Happy gardening. Thanks again for joining us for another GP Chamber Chat. We hope this episode offered you an inside look into one of the incredible Gross Point businesses helping shape our community and that you reach out to them soon. To learn more about all the businesses inside the chamber, how to join, or other upcoming events and activities within the Gross Point communities, visit www.grosspointchamber.com.